Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Primary Care Podcast. It is your boy, Dr. Mark List. Uh, uh, today's episode is going to be a little bit different, not from, I don't know, I always say that. Um, I actually, my old laptop broke. That had on all the uh, the, the Primary Care Podcast theme song. Um, it had on my, uh, had all the files uh, regarding um, the disclaimer and everything. So that's all gone. So we're going to start fresh. I have it saved on, um, on a different flash drive. Not here though. Uh, back at the office. We'll deal with that. Today's Sunday night. I'm not going to the office again tonight. Um, so anyways, uh, we're going to hit up at the primary care pod at gmail.com. Uh, that's where you can send me any messages, uh, any, any, any suggestions, you know, the drill from now. Um, but actually today we're not, it's not actually going to be a joke from them. Um, I was actually, uh, talking to my daughter the other day and, you know, I was asking her what new music she's into. And so, you know, she's now listening to um, uh, pop music. She's getting older. And so uh, she was listening to the song Butter from BTS. Uh, I don't know if you guys are, are know who they are. They're a Korean pop group. Um, and so I started listening to it. And, you know, I started really getting into it. Really, I was really catchy. And I said, uh, I, I turned to her one day and I said, hey, you know, I've been listening to BTS. Uh, I think I'm a big fan. And uh, she turned to me and she said, K-pop. Okay, that might be one of the all-time worst jokes I've told on this podcast. Okay, so here's where we have the theme song and here's where we have the disclaimer. Uh, basically, um, I do not represent uh, any of my past, current, or future employers. Uh, you know, this is not medical advice, yada, yada, yada. Okay, um, so welcome back to another episode of the Primary Care Pod. Again, we'll get it fixed for next week. Uh, sorry, weird episode. So uh, today, I-, I wanted to talk about a really interesting um, case internationally, uh, and, and those of you international listeners, um, probably know more about this than, uh, than I do. Uh, but the president of Brazil, I'm going to butcher his first name, Jair, 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 uh, Bolsonaro, uh, president of Brazil, um, was recently hospitalized with a case of intractable hiccups. Um, and, it, and eventually they found out that he um, his hiccups were caused not just from intractable hiccups, but he was actually having a bowel obstruction. But his, his admitting diagnosis and his doctors admitted him for intractable hiccups um, and worsening abdominal pain and found out that he had a bowel obstruction from prior surgeries and apparently stab injuries. I don't know. I'm, I'm not hip with Brazilian politicians. Um, I'm sure there's a good backstory behind that. So... Uh, Later in the week, I was I was reading this. I was reading this article about him being hospitalized with intractable hiccups, and then later in the week, the details kind of cleared on on how he was uh, admitted or for why he's admitted. Um, and then I had a case of intractable hiccups. Uh, not my case, uh, but a partner in the clinic had a case of intractable hiccups, and, and it really made me think about the fact that you know this is a topic where. I'm not well versed in in intractable hiccups. Uh, I know that um, when I was a resident or when I was a med student, um, my attendings would use gabapentin or baclofen or or Reglan, um, but I didn't really know why, and I'd only ever seen maybe a case or two. Um, and you know that idea that uh, why people get intractable hiccups, you know, it never really crossed my mind. It was one of those things when I was a student. I just kind of like assumed, oh, it happens, and okay, this is what this doctor I was rounded with from small town, rural Nebraska used. Okay, I'll use that in the future. And again, I never spent another time or a minute thinking about it. So again, the nerd in me said, well, that's not good enough. Let's come up with an idea. Let's come up with, uh, let's go read about this then, since this became a um, 
an international story. And then again, it it was convenient enough that later in the week, uh, my partner had a patient and I could be helpful by telling them my knowledge on the subject. Uh, So, but then I was also like, isn't that, isn't it weird that I never had a lecture on hiccups? Maybe that was just me. Maybe I skipped that day. I don't, I don't, I don't remember that intractable hiccup discussion. So anyways, uh, long story short, you know, intractable hiccups, you know, certainly they can just be idiopathic. Um, and the hiccup, we're not going to talk about the entirety of the hiccups and why hiccups happen. That's an entire podcast all by itself. But, you know, when you go into the details, it's actually a shockingly detailed process about all the different areas that can be affected to trigger intractable hiccups. First of all, the central nervous system, anything in the central nervous system that's affected can certainly trigger intractable hiccups. Anything on the afferent or efferent neurological limbs. So the phrenic nerve going out to the diaphragm, the afferent limb, the vagus nerve, sympathetic nerves can all be involved or all all have something, um, uh, you know, something wrong with them that's triggering the intractable hiccups, intractable hiccups. So it can be a multiple system issue. It could be a single system issue. And while certainly they can just be idiopathic, temporary, uh, intractable hiccups can sometimes be an incredible, incredibly bad omen, a harbinger of sorts of, of really bad diseases. Um, I'm not going to go into all the details because it's crazy, but really, you really have to, you know, have a pretty broad perspective. So the two articles I looked at that I thought were really, really awesome, um, management of hiccups in palliative patients, palliative care patients. So end of life patients, which is a little bit different than your average patients because you don't mind using like midazolam on people who are in terminal illness where you really can't use those in uh, in outpatient and regular practices as easily. Uh, but then there was a really good... Uh, uh, review article um, in neurology in neurology of systemic diseases article uh, in 2018 called intractable hiccups uh, and that's the main article that I was reading and I have to this is probably my favorite my favorite introduction to any review article I've ever read a plus to these authors I'm just going to read this paragraph while hiccups can be a nuisance at times for some they can become more than trivial The longest recorded case of hiccups, according to the Guinness Book of World Records, was for 69 years and nine months in a farmer from Iowa from 1922 to 1990. He reported falling while lifting a 350-pound hog, and as the case, and as, and the cause as told to him was, quote, busted a vessel the size of a pin in my brain, unquote. It is unclear if the patient ever sought care from a neurologist. What a great story. Okay, that's the the Guinness Book of World Records for longest intractable hiccups case, 69 years. But this is a great example of of what is one potential cause. Neurological, right? Um, What's the majority of causes? Idiopathic. But after that, right... um, and, And let's even back up. What are we talking about? We're talking about attacks lasting more than 48 hours. Okay? Those are... Those are technically anything that's intractable. Now, th- some definitions in this review article, they actually say intractable hiccups last for more than one month. But I've heard intractable hiccups over 48 hours. Up to date says intractable hiccups more than 48 hours. Um, and so I, there are, obviously we're not going to talk about uh, acute hiccups. There are lots of uh, things that you can do, patients can do that can um you know, control their diaphragm, uh, change the way that they are breathing to activating the vagus nerve. That can all be really uh, good interventions to stop acute hiccups. Um, uh, let me uh, give you a quick um, 
a, a quick little short list of uh, physical maneuvers. Holding breath for five to ten seconds, performing a Valsalva maneuver, holding for five seconds, sipping or gargling very cold water. Again, this would um, irritate the uh, nasal pharynx or uvula, which could increase vagal stimulation, for example. Um, biting into a lemon, pulling on the tongue, swallowing a teaspoon of dry sugar, pressing gently but firmly on the eyeballs, sitting, pulling knees up to the chest, for, and, and leaning towards to compress the chest for 30 seconds to one minute if possible. Okay, and <laughs> none of those are evidence-based, but they're also hilarious. And uh, I, I'm going to tell all my patients to swallow a teaspoon of dry sugar uh, and pull on their tongue and bite into a lemon to stop their hiccups. Okay, that's great. Um, but for intractable hiccups, right, you really have to think about all the potential causes. Certainly there can be benign, idiopathic, intractable hiccups and you can treat them, and everyone is fine. But you really, this is a case where you really have to do a good history. You really have to do a good review of systems because of all the different reflex arcs, all the different mechanisms and, and pieces that are involved in that hiccup reflex arc. Um, the, the number one trigger is anything that would um, cause gastric uh, problems because, you know, gastric bloating, aerophagia, swallowing air, reflux, GERD, um, things like that, 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 you know, ulcers, uh, things in the stomach, irritation in the line of the stomach that can cause increased inflammation that can irritate the, the, uh, diaphragm or add more pressure in that area. Uh, and all of those things can cause intractable hiccups. So in, in all management cases, um, it almost assumes that you should pretty much add a PPI if you're concerned for gastric symptoms whatsoever and then some other things, and we're going to get into that here. But in addition to gastric issues, the, the other causes, I mean, it, it's crazy. I, really, anything that you can think about, um, heart attacks can, you know, having, having a serious cardiac event can trigger intractable hiccups. Brain tumor, uh, brain tumors can cause this. Strokes can cause this. Uh, hyponatremia, hyperkalemia. Uh, elevated uric acid, uh, acute renal failure. Uh, in in the president of Brazil's case, uh, bloated bloating and and um, and small bowel obstruction. Again, putting pressure on the diaphragm. So there are incredible amounts of of diagnoses that can cause these intractable hiccups. Um, asthma, uh, pneumonia, aortic aneurysm, pericarditis, uh, trauma, uh, any kind of CNS, brain tumor or abscess or infection, multiple sclerosis, Chiari malformations, um, electrolyte imbalances, I mentioned that. Uh, surgery after surgery is very common. Uh, Alcohol-related, psychogenic, anxiety and stress. And then medications uh, are also really important because um, opioids can do it, benzodiazepines can do it, dexamethasone can do it, any steroid can do it, methylprednisone, dexamethasone can definitely do it. And some dopamine agonists, uh, dopamine agonists, and also chemos agonists can do it as well. And and also interestingly, uh, benzos, like I said, midazolam can actually be used to treat uh, hiccups. So again, very very strange. But again, it depends on what the cause is to what the cure would be. So um, the one of the tables that in the uh, management of hiccups in palliative medicine, palliative care patients. Um, they had a really great table about first-line treatments. Metoclopramide, Reglan, uh, that is, um, in, in, in combination with proton pump inhibitors, if you think there's any potential gastric cause, metoclopramide by itself, if you don't think there's any gastric symptoms, um, 
or baclofen if you think it's a central nervous system, um, a central cause. So again, example, a primary brain or something like that. I've seen baclofen used for great, uh, with great effect. Uh, second line egg, uh, agent would be something like gabapentin. Clopromazine can be used. Midazolam, like I mentioned, uh, that can be used as well. Olanzapine can be used. Um, interestingly, methylphenidate can also be used. Uh, Haldol can be used. So all these, all these are, are good agents to use. But the big take-home that I wanted to have for this, um, and again, in the case of this, this Brazilian president, is the fact that your suspicion has to be raised that there is something else. Uh, intractable hiccups, yes, they can be benign, but you got to do a workup. You got to do a review of systems. You have to just assume that, that this is a harbinger of something bad. Now, in reality, usually idiopathic, usually gastric in nature. Those are the two most common etiologies. But really, really, really important that you don't just, you know, assume and, and then not do the workup because it can certainly be caused by significant, significant issues. Um, I'll tell you that, you know, while going through this data, the treatments are really poorly studied. I mean, we are talking bare bones uh, data on these things, really case series more so than like uh, randomized control trials, obviously. Um, it, it, you know, multiple, obviously multiple treatments, as we've talked about, can be used and can be done, but the evidence in all of them is very weak. So whether you choose baclofen first, metoclopramide first, gabapentin second line, clopromazine or Haldol, depending on your country of origin, um, those are all ways that you can treat it. But if they're not getting better, you know, work up through like brain imaging, uh, I mean, you really, really have to run the gambit because you could be missing something pretty big. Um, so again, just more of a review on intractable hiccups, a funny story about a farmer in Iowa. Um, the take-home point being there are good treatment options that are that are pretty easy to use but are very, very, very shady in the amount of evidence they have to support them. Because intractable hiccups can be caused from so many things, the treatment modality is probably going to be very highly dependent on what the cause is uh, and and then so and therefore what the treatment uh, optimal treatment is and so that probably is why we don't get really good data and the numbers don't look good for any major treatments and really there have been no major randomized control trials this is more just observational data and and case series uh slash you know um uh, case study case by case basis type data so hopefully today was helpful. Hopefully you can put this little uh, arrow in your quiver uh, tool in the toolbox for the next time, or maybe the only time in your entire career you'll have a case of intractable hiccups. Uh, hopefully you're entertained by the guy, farmer in Iowa, who had hiccups for 69 years after he lifted a 350-pound hog and busted a, a blood vessel in his brain. Um, and, and hopefully you have a great week. Uh, thanks for tuning in this week. Uh, hopefully the president of Brazil gets better. Maybe he already is better by now. I haven't been following his case very much. Um, but reminder, this has been Dr. Mark List. Uh, sorry for no exit music. Again, uh, we'll get that on in the next one. I got to get the files from a different computer. Uh, this has been Dr. Mark List signing off saying, remember, you don't need to stay up all night. Stay up to date. Thanks and have a great week.